Welcome to the Personal Trainer Collective podcast, the only resource for personal trainers who are fed up with the status quo. If you want to stay ahead of the competition, build a thriving business and have the freedom to work on your own terms, you've come to the right place. Without further ado, let's take your confidence and education to the next level with this week's episode. In this episode, we're discussing large group training part two, and this is all about community and why it's so important for large groups. We give you the four course to a successful community, four ways to fail your community, and we give you some tips and tricks on how you can create a Facebook group, what to post, when to post, and how a community is going to make sure that you have great client retention. Hey guys, welcome back to the Personal Trainer Collective podcast with me, Tom Hall, and Mr. Luke Johnson's here. Of course he is, always here. Um, I hope everybody enjoyed part one of this uh, kind of podcast that we did on, uh, I guess, large group training. Um, But we're going to go on to the community aspect, basically, now. Um, Not particularly looking at always the community that might come to a big kind of Barry's boot camp or in the park kind of run, that kind of thing. But there's definitely something you can implement and basically give like quality of service. Um, so we're going to look at more kind of social groups and kind of probably groups that are kind of all striving to the same goal, I would assume. It's like like fat fires from Little Britain, that kind of thing, right? Um, right. So, <laughs> so uh, we're going to have a little deep dive into that and how we start to build community aspects online and the ins and outs. So Mr. Luke, this is... 100% more of your area because I did a yeah. hell of a lot more talking in the last one. Yeah, no, although I've still got this cough, so it was good that you were speaking the last one because I could just mute myself every time I had a coughing fit, which is going to be a little bit harder now if I'm talking more. <laughs> I want to start this one off with the key point that you said, Tom, which I never really thought about, is that when you're looking at classes, you the gym only cares about number of people it, attending those classes. Even okay. you as a freelance, self-employed person, you're more concerned of, Am I getting enough people in the class, especially if it's a pay-as-you-go or it's a monthly? And we, we won't really discuss that now. Maybe that's something for another uh, podcast where we look at different models and pricing and stuff like that. But the key thing was there is like your main thing is getting people to come back. That's going to be more of whether you deem a class is successful or not because you might have to pay for a venue, et cetera, than them actually getting real results. And that's why I say like if you want to get people results you need to work with them on a one-to-one basis because that's going to give them the highest probability of them succeeding because it's a personalized plan and approach groups isn't it's going to be as you said a common goal um, probably a similar demographic and what you'll what you'll find is there's some people that really love groups group training and some that don't and i feel like it's based on the personality um and the reason why people come back to the group training they know it's probably not the best type of training that they could get. Maybe they can't afford one-to-one training, but a lot of them come from that, that whole group element and that community element. And if you are running large group training and you're not focusing time, energy, and effort on growing that community, but actually serving that community and getting the most out of it, then you need to be thinking about uh, spending a lot more time on the community side of things. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit more today. So, tips and tricks and what actually is a community yeah it's an interesting one with the uh obviously what i brought up was this just just not a kpi for uh, people in terms of what result have they got you just want to keep them coming back most of the time and it's just like all right they're having fun that kind of thing so as you kind of need to 
kind of switch that KPI, so that key performance indicator of uh, when obviously when you're doing personal training, probably client success is probably a big one because you can't sell your service without success, really. You're kind of like, oh, shine up with me. Um, you might get a result. No, they, they want to know that you've got previous results most of the time. So why not do that in the community aspect, um, especially on the online community? I think that's something that people, but I don't know, you, because it just seems easier able to able to have a little bit more impact in people's lives in the kind of the other 24 hours a day rather than the, just the hour they're seeing you in the class. Um, but if you could add that as well as, then then we've got a great business model, I think. So I'm going to start off with, I think a book, I can't remember what his name is, Steve something from Habitry, way back when. And they had a book and I, obviously I've taken this information. This isn't, this isn't me creating this information and going, wow, Luke, you sound really intelligent. No, it's just <laughs> me regurgitating someone who's more intelligent than myself going through it. And they looked at the words, intentional community so rather than just creating a community it's like what i said earlier it's like you're intentionally trying to build that community whether it's in-person group coaching whether it's online group coaching there needs to be a key intention on growing that community for it to be successful not only i suppose not even from a perspective of getting people in because that's when marketing and sales and an offer can get people in but if you're looking at retention and people turning up as you said those kpis KPI is going to be how many people are booking in for the class out of all the people that are booking in for the class, how many people are turning up, especially if you're working in a gym capacity, because then you're looking at, well, if we need to cut costs, we're going to get rid of those which are just not performing as well. So the four cores to a successful community are number one, people with common problems. Uh, Two, a safe place where people feel like they can open up to one another. Because again, outside of that community, they may feel like they're different to everyone else because everyone they're working with is not into health and fitness. They just eat what they want at lunch and you're the weird one. Um, Number three, a time to meet or a medium to communicate through. So again, if that is in person, you might have your classes on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or it might be your boot camp class that you actually go to on a Saturday, but you have that consistent place and time that you meet and you communicate. And number four, a patient leader, which is hopefully you the trainer that's running that community maybe that's the reason why i don't really focus on the community myself because I, I i don't have a lot of patience tom <laughs> no so um that yeah there's the four things to so just go through them really quickly people with a common problem i want to get fitter i want to lose weight i want to put on muscle mass i want to get fitter whatever it would be a safe place where they feel like they're at home and they can open up a time to meet or a medium where they can consistently communicate so they know where to go and when and then a patient leader that is there to help and make sure um, that they're serving the group and the community. So there's four cores. Now I'm going to give you four ways to foul your community. Number one, you don't get started. You don't even start one, whether it's online or in person. It's, I suppose, especially more for in person, you're not looking at it from a client retention. And I'm going to call you out, you fitness fake guru idiots. All I keep seeing is screenshots of, oh, I've got a client just signed up and they just paid me 400 pounds for 12 weeks of crap coaching. And then what happens in 12 weeks when they finish and they realize you're not good at training, you're not good at coaching, you have no systems. You're So my thing there, um, again, is people just focus on sign up, sign up, sign ups and not thinking of retention. Like anyone, if, even if I don't give you statistics, a lot easier to just find 50 good leads convert 30 of those leads 
and hopefully serve just those 30. And there will be a natural like churn of clients based on circumstances which are outside our control. So it's focusing on um, getting started with your community. And as I said, if the sign-up might be the market themselves, what they sign up to originally is because they want to go. But if they stay after the 12 weeks, the community is going to be a big part of that because they don't want to be entered into a community. And then when they stop paying, they leave the community because that community is their safe place. It's where they feel like they belong and where they don't feel like they're the odd one at. So yeah. biggest mistake is you don't even try and start a community. Even if you've got an in-person group setting, have a Facebook group. Because again, you want to make sure that you're on the forefront of their mind. You want to be able to charge more money. You don't want to just have a pay-as-you-go system. You might want to have uh, a monthly uh, fee for that, and you may get three sessions per week, four se- however you want to do it. And then part of that group is that accountability, that midweek check-in, that Monday motivation, and then you're having those types of posts, which we're going to talk about in a bit. But you've got to get started first and foremost. Number two is you don't listen. You're just like, I know what I know what you want. I know you're overweight. You just want to lose weight. That's all you care about. I know what you want. Don't tell me what you want. Like, actually listen to them. Uh, number three, you get greedy. So a lot of marketers' tactics are create a Facebook group and provide a load of value. And then basically say, if you don't pay me money, you need to leave the group. I've seen it time and time again. I just don't, I feel like it's a little, again, that is a marketing play, a tactic that you could use. So I'm not like thingy, but again, don't get too greedy. And then when you've got what you want and people that are just freeloaders, waste of time, people can't actually sign up to your service. Don't just like throw them away and chuck them to the side because now you've got a paid group and now they like the free group. I'm, I'm not really interested anymore. Before you get bored, so again, it's trying to go, how can I how can I spice things up a little bit? Not in the bedroom, but in the Facebook group. So how can you keep things and how can you have consistency across that? And how can you um, make sure that you're mixing it up a little bit so you don't get bored? So I'm just going to go through those very quickly. Number one, you don't get started. Number two, you don't listen. Number three, you get greedy. And number four, you get bored. Platforms, Tom. What platforms do you reckon? But where's a like? I mean, if we're talking platforms, we're talking online. From, Correct. From that yeah, perspective. We're, we're, we're probably not talking rent out a uh, community. Uh, I don't know hall. Um, obviously, there is a. I'm sure that is still a method. Um, yeah. Maybe for Weight Watchers and that kind of thing. Um, unfortunately, well, looks. Hopefully, we're on the. I mean, touch and wood. We're on the back end of COVID, and that will be another thing to be able to do as well. But yeah. the online community platform, yeah, sure. Well, Facebook's got to be the biggest one still, and it will be continually. Um, the metaverse of some sort, I'm sure you'll be able to access that. And be yeah. in VR, you'll have a VR room of some sort. Um, so Facebook is, I must be the number one thing. Um, I know, obviously, Telegram is yeah. one that you've been uh, trying out um there's obviously in the gaming industry uh both myself and yourself um use what do i use discord discord thank you <laughs> i was like i can see the i'm logo. in a gaming world uh, and i don't know what it's called <laughs> the gaming yeah. world. i got you it it 
But yeah, um, well, I get annoyed by it more than anything else, but I don't pay for it, so it's fine. No. Um, <laughs> but I mean, there's some people who are incredibly active on that, and uh, that are bit, but it's for free. Have you got a life? It's like, correct. <laughs> I'm like, what do you earn? What, what you, is this? Maybe that's their job, so I offer yeah. something. I don't really know. Some people so get paid Discord's, to be moderators. Exactly. There you go. So Discord, um, that kind of thing. Anything else? Yeah, I feel yeah, like the, the, the one that's probably going to be the best for most people is a Facebook group. Um, yeah. Discord, again, we this is something we we obviously want to launch more this year is having a community because we tried to have it on the back end of the website, which was like, yeah. it doesn't really work because no one gets notified and they don't really, it's not really visible to find out where it is. Um, yeah. So when people do post, they're like, hey, we got a post. So uh, <laughs> I feel like Facebook, if I'm going to say it's going to be probably the best bet for most people and the, the target markets that they have um another one that could potentially telegram i i started a channel tom i started post, i was like let me when you join let let me know where you are in the world and blah blah blah. no one's responding i thought god people are rude didn't they i just signed up for this and not even talking to me and then kevin one of the old sbs academy guys sent me a message like we can't reply so i'm like i'm googling <laughs> i'm like i've started a channel and it's basically just me sending broadcast messages I'm like okay uh. Uh, but i wanted some interaction but you can do it tom you can set up a, a chat thing and do other stuff now. So now they can actually comment back on my threads, but they can't actually post anything organically themselves. They have to wait for yeah. the Don Corleone to post in there so, before they're allowed to comment on oh, what really? I post, which I quite like. So Telegram you could use. Um, the other one I was thinking of, let's say more professionals, you could have a Slack channel. That could be good. Yeah. So yeah, in short, you're probably going to go with a Facebook group is the main thing. Um so now I'm going to go through sort of some, uh, feel free to jump in whenever I told you anything comes to mind, that's not down on a brief. Um, I'm going to talk about some of the sort of online community tips. This isn't just for those which have online coaching. It's, again, I want you to use this for your in-person stuff as well. If you do do large group coaching, um, it may not have to be as intense or as frequent for those which are paying just for an online service. You can maybe post less frequently if you have that in-person element because you're going to see them multiple times per week so first of all pick your platform probably a facebook group you're probably going to post once per day or maybe five times per week but what i want you to do is try and have a consistency so it's sort of like with your content you might go on a monday i'm going to post a twitter style graphic on the tuesday i'm going to post a carousel on wednesday it's going to be a midweek check-in for that group accountability so i'm not messaging everyone individually but it's like how are we doing team how are we starting off? Where are we up to? Anyone need any help? You could then do a live stream on a Thursday. So again, going back to the, sort of the four cores, a time to meet and just being really, really consistent with what you what it is you do. Um, and again, you can play around with that. Probably video content, just because most of the consumption of people now prefer video. Um, so it could be little educational things, videos, little recipes that you're coming up with. So again, you're providing more value outside of the sessions um, and outside of just their training. One of the good things as well, you could have like member of the week or member of the month. So that could be something that if someone's done really like, and it doesn't necessarily be their goals. It could be something to do with, I don't know, they, they've finally been able to do X with their children and, and it's a big milestone for them. So you're not just making yeah. it always about the, the body composition and goals in that, in that sense. Um, make sure you comment on every post. So if someone asks you a question, comment on every post. There are apps for Facebook group where it's not Facebook, but it's just a group app. I think it's still around. 
Um, so what you can do then is so you're not going on your main Facebook, getting distracted with that. You can, again, schedule all of this content on the Facebook group. So it's like if it's your social media content, you want to create the content, you want to batch it, and you want to schedule it. So it might be every Monday, I'm going to do my social media content and I'm going to schedule my uh, content for the group. Or you might schedule it for a month in advance if you've got that consistency of format. Share valuable content. Uh, use questions and polls. So it could be, as you said, right, we've got our Friday session's coming up. What what do people want as to be involved of like, could be the finisher, it could be something else, it could be an activity or, or it could be an in-person social event where people are going to vote on what they want to do or when they can do it. Um, gives you opportunity to send out any announcements on there as well. So it could be, hey guys, the, the hall is currently thingy, so I'm, we're going to have to train outside for this session. So it could be like that. Great place to introduce uh, new members. So there should be that onboarding like you would have with your one-to-one clients. If a new member comes into the large group and they come into the uh, online community, then we want to introduce them and maybe have a set thing that they have to do. So it could be, let us know, like they probably don't need to let them know their name because you're probably going to tag them in that so they can see that. But it could be what they do for a profession, what's their favorite exercise and what's their favorite food. Yeah. So you've got that consistency there. And sometimes when, let's say you do have an online group and maybe it is a free group as well, because it doesn't necessarily have to be a paid community. Sometimes your lurkers are your best referrers. So you might post and that person, you can check, they've not posted, they've not commented on that, but you'll find like, oh, I got referred to you by such and such. So don't, don't sort of discount the lurkers that are not commenting because they still may be consuming that content. So there's a few community tips there, Tom, for an online thing anything to add to that or any questions we good generally speaking you'll have like um so there's a couple of groups that i'm in that they kind of reward top contributors as well so the lurkers yes. obviously that's wonderful that they're best referrers but the top like contributors almost do a hand in running the group for you yeah they um, become sort of admins Correct. Yeah. And then they feel part of your kind of community that they feel like a heightened up status, um, but they, they feel rewarded for like asking questions or maybe they just get like some, I don't know, I don't know whether they get coaching or they might get some stash. They might just get cold, hard cash or that kind of thing. So yeah, that's, that's always a good way of looking at things. So top contributors are incredibly helpful for your kind of work um, because they do stuff for you. So you, and they also probably provide a lot of value, if, especially if they're in your community and they might kind of know the way you kind of think anyway. And they, they respond before you. you do. Do Correct. you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you want. So, you're like, perfect. Thanks, Johnny. Like, great. And you just go, I concur. Like, yes. And then you're like, agree. Cool. Couldn't <laughs> say it better myself. Thank you very much. Yeah. So, yeah. So those, those are, I think, uh, watch out for those guys. Um, and if you end up being a top contributor, might be start your own group <laughs> you might, it might be that's kind of what you're good at like yeah or what tends to happen is you get those people even if, whether it's in person or not and they get that they're really into their fitness they're so into it and then they end up getting qualified and then end up helping you so i know like tony cotterton he he's done that recently um where one of our students is working with tony now and he's like old school back in the day tony was um, so what you'll tend to get is those sort of your your longest standing members, the most engaged, the top contributors, 
can potentially end up coming to work with you for your business or they go up against you um, <laughs> yeah. either or. So um, good luck with that one. Um, I think, I, I don't, I know there was um, in the past, you'd have to have like a third party software where it would tell you like people have been engaged and stuff like that. But I, I think there may be something now on Facebook. Let me know in the, send us a DM and just let us know if that is a thing, yeah. a functionality think- within Facebook now. I they probably bought the company. Be, I think it must be uh, a thing within Facebook now because considering the couple of groups I'm thinking of that do it, I don't, and I know the admins uh, personally, I don't think they're putting a third-party software through it. Yeah. I don't think that, <laughs> that, they're not going that that's in their uh, their scope. So yeah, I think it is uh, probably a functionality of Facebook. Cool. Right, now I'm going to give you some offline community tips. So you just finished your session. What you want to do is leave, let's say you are self-employed and you're planning in your times for those sessions. Um, try and have a little bit of time in between the end of that session and your next session. So that's why I like a 45-minute class with a 15-minute break for you as a trainer because you're going to need it because you do need to obviously go to the toilet, uh, consume more caffeine and eat at certain points throughout the day. But the reason why I say leave time after sessions is for those members clients that are in that session have a little bit of time to socialize uh it could be you've got a class and then you've got an hour's break you could then go downstairs let's say you are working in the gym and it has a cafe area you could then have that time where they're socializing after and again people might just turn up for the class because they want to have a, their tea and little chit chat after that session so remember not everyone goes to the gym because they want to get in the best shape of their life or they, some people, a lot of people go to the gym for the community aspect, but also by exercising, it enables them to live a lifestyle that they want to live. Because if they didn't exercise, then their health would not be as good as it is and probably their body composition wouldn't be as good. So yeah, leave time after for everyone to socialize and even yourself just have a little bit of time because then maybe that's the time when you um, discuss with them. So I'm like, oh, I really need help with my, my nutrition. I, I'm loving the sessions, but my nutrition's not really good. So then that's when you could like, we'll chat five minutes after and that's when you can as you said earlier you could upsell them into your one-to-one whether it's online whether it's one per week three times per week based on that individual um so make sure you leave a little bit of time after that as we mentioned in the previous podcast on part one having like a buddy system for new members so getting them to pair up meet julie blah 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 you live in the, like you live on the same road or next really close to each other you both got kids so again that's why we need to take that gather as, as much data as possible on that onboarding, even from a class perspective, where you're like, well, you're not paying me enough money, so you're not going to get anything. It's like, actually, just to get to know them um, and use sort of a buddy system so they feel welcome. And again, that's going to help with getting them to uh, fit within the group. Uh, encourage meetups outside of sessions. Um, so this could be, um, let's say they're training and I go, oh, I want to increase my physical activity lessons. Uh, levels lessons so what they could go and they they live next to each other they both got a dog and be like oh why don't you just meet up and you can go for a walk and and other stuff like that so they're not just socializing when you're actually coaching them but outside of that you need to ensure the community is non-judgmental which is going to be hard as it scales but you have it like in school tom where if you have one bad egg it can affect the whole class so you need to take that into account when anyone new's coming in you need to be thinking is this person the right fit for our group? And a lot of the times, I don't want those people's money anyway. 
I'm like, I do not, you couldn't pay me enough to even be in the same room as you. Like, let's be honest. I know we, I think we got the podcast where we're going to talk about how to sack your clients. And I can't wait for that one. (laughs) I cannot (laughs) wait for that. So again, think about it when you're doing group coaching, that the person needs to fit your core values and fit in with the team. And always go with the person that's in the group that literally is the most placid who would get on with anyone. Ask that person, how do you find such and such? If they say something bad about them, you know you've got a big problem. Hmm. Not the one that's a little bit more judgmental, so take that into account. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Other ones, consistent meetups outside of that and events. So it could be, right, we're going to do a Tough Mudder. So that everyone's then focusing on that. They've got that one common goal in place. We're going to raise some money for charity. We're going to go and do this 5K run, 10K run, Tough Mudder, whatever it is. And then you can then like go, right, now we're going to focus. Now we're getting closer to it. We're going to do this type of training. You can spice it up a little bit. There's a little bit more variety into the training because now we're looking at training for an event where there may be certain energy systems, certain movements that we need to develop. So therefore it gives everyone that common goal of we're, we're doing this, we're doing this together. And that I love seeing that when I see person trainers and they're, they've all got their, their t-shirts on and they all go to the event and they finish and it's like smothered in mud. Um, and I feel like that's a really good thing to do. And those, just to finish off, those which do have an online only service, don't neglect the events. So when we were shredded by science, we actually had an in-person lifting day and it just helped really strengthen that bond because they've seen your profile picture on Facebook, but they've not actually seen you in real life. And when they meet up with each other, they're like, it feels like I've known you for ages. And again, because yeah. they do have, a, and that's the reason why I say your target market needs to be really specific, especially from an online perspective, not just from a being a coaching style, but from the community element to it, and then and even from the marketing perspective. So you're getting, if you've got a really specific target market, people are going to be very similar. They're going to have similar interests, be in a similar stage in their lives and have similar goals. So when you do meet up in person, it just really strengthens that bond. Um, and that's only going to do wonders for client satisfaction, client success, and client retention. Beautiful. Drop mic. Oh, it's on my it's on my new boom arm. I see that. Lovely. Yeah. Beautiful. It's got people are complaining online, it's got too much. The their branding's too in your face. I would agree with, yeah. Yeah. The, I suppose it's like a status thing though, isn't it? It's not it's like the Nike or this the, the Lululemon of microphone gear. <laughs> Straight into the brand that I would wear. <laughs> yeah see that's just yeah. but that's just if i was trying to get you to pay me money i would use that as information because i'm like tom likes lululemon i know what he likes <laughs> i know he likes metcons i know what he's doing on friday or saturday night i won't tell anyone because i've seen your calendar <laughs> yeah sometimes i don't change my uh, i can't be bothered i'm like ah it's, uh, yeah I just put that it's just by default <laughs> that one there um so, yeah. anything to add to any of that tom no, I think we were, I think you covered it pretty well. To be fair, um, I, w- I would agree. I performed well myself. <laughs> I think um, as a person, I've I've never been. I I know where my strengths lie in terms of running a community or something like that. It's not something I would actively do. Yeah. Um, so it's never seen something I would I would feel 
valid for kind of like uh, I did. We did have a, uh, a push pull legs one uh, okay. my podcast. Yeah. And I had about four or 500 people in there and it was going, but I, both myself and Dan had in terms of other interests, we never, it was never going to like monetize it and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's an interesting one. This sitting dormant right now, if anyone wants to take over. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's something that I dabbled with, but I think for the commitment value, I kind of was like, actually i'm not getting enjoyment of running this community um mm. therefore i don't really want to do it so make sure it's something that you really want to do as well yeah. and you're going to put the time and the effort in um because otherwise it's just kind of like Meh. yeah i think you go at it i went at it from in terms of when uh, the the failing uh comments you made at the start um mm. i got bored simple yeah. i didn't i didn't enjoy myself in that kind of community aspect i didn't uh, i prefer seeing people in in real life um but i think i've learned i feel, i also started it five six years like well, yeah five years ago and i'm a completely different person now and probably yeah. might enjoy it a little bit better um in terms of maybe your expectations are a little bit i'm only going to post a few times a week so it's Correct, not yeah. going to be like so every day I'm going like, to be on it. I felt like a little bit pressured to be like, oh, oh I need to check in. Yeah, like I've got this. 400, 500 people that have joined this group and you're, yeah. you probably don't give a crap. But you shouldn't give a crap. <laughs> exactly. No, you're just kind of, oh, like, I've got that pressure for it. And anything you do in life, whether it's I'm going to start a TikTok channel, I'm going to do this. You've always, everything additional that you do means that something else is going to have to sacrifice. Sometimes yeah. things are not worth it. Um, yeah, basically, I wasn't willing to sacrifice yeah, at that time. And I was like, nah, that's fine. So just make sure that's that's probably the thing. So um, have a go. But yeah, I think that I didn't fall into the get greedy because I didn't never ask for any money. <laughs> um, so the only thing I've ever asked for on those stuff is to donate to charity, certain things, events I've done. So it's the only yeah. thing we'll ever ask for. Um, so yeah, just get bored. Beautiful, so, mate. I'm going to get greedy now. Um, Spotify have the new feature, Tom. That you yeah, can they rate. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we yeah, discuss it on work. mine and Tom, uh, mine and Joe's podcast. So this isn't any news to our listeners. <laughs> um, just you're not first. Uh, Joe is my first with that. Uh, apparently, Joe. <laughs> this is what Joe has said: that if you actually consume the content on Spotify, it allows you to not only leave a rating, but it allows you to leave a review. I don't know if this is true or not. So this is why I'm calling out all my. All of the collective, we need to give them, yeah, let's call them the, the collectors, like the debt collectors, the collective. So if you're listening to the podcast, you listen to the episodes, whether it's on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever platform it is, drop us a five-star rating or four-star, three, two, one, whatever you, whatever you feel, <laughs> it's a rating. Um, and then if you can, it gives you the functionality to leave a nice little review spend five minutes of your day because we, we do put time and energy and effort into this podcast. And we, um, the only way for us to go up in the charts is from people that follow or subscribe and people that leave a rating and a review. So if you've not done so yet, we would greatly appreciate it. Um, and we'll see you next time.